My name is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks Podcast. I've been a personal trainer and gym owner for over 12 years. My goal is to help the over 40 crowd fight the aging process as best we can and still have a social life to go along with it. Check out all my episodes for the latest fitness hacks. Yeah, and then you... Then thus created uh, Peak Brain Institute eventually? I did. Yeah, I spent, th- there was a little bit of time in there. I got a PhD at UCLA. I taught a lot of gerontology, uh, you know, life course aging stuff, which has some relevance for this channel, uh, mm-hmm. this, uh, this, this, pop- this, this community here. Um, and as I got out of grad school, I opened up uh, my first neurofeedback company. And then a few years later, we sort of like grew a mixed hybrid model that was addiction and brain. And, and the brain side kind of just kept growing. So we opened up Peak Brain about six or seven years ago, 2015, seven years ago. Um, and now we have offices in LA and St. Louis, uh, Orange County, a little closer to you, I think. And then also uh, in uh, New York City. But even before the sort of pandemic and the before times we had gone about 50 60 percent virtual mm-hmm. where we send clients equipment and work with them virtually and with the pandemic you may imagine our gym model business yeah. was hit pretty hard i mean if you if you want to come up to, to our culver city office that's our first flagship before the pandemic it was seven days a week 12 hours a day 300 visits 400 visits sometimes yeah. you know really lovely throughput um not not super busy but enough people there that we had a really nice team of six or seven or eight staff who worked together all the time, had a nice little team. And then now, you know, we, we still have that office and other offices, but they're, they're much shorter, denser, a little high touch, a couple of staff, they're senior working with people doing brain maps, doing some in-office training, but most of our clients take equipment home uh, or we send them equipment and do the brain maps that way as well. They don't visit offices usually now. And we walk people through the same process that I went through um, of learning your brain and trying some stuff. We we keep it much less scattershot than than yeah. I was doing to myself <laughs> randomly out off hours. Just testing for <laughs> very systematized, very systematized. But um, we have coaches who will teach you everything, who will help you map your brain, who will work with you live to stick wires to your head, uh, who help you learn to you know identify changes in your sleep and how it might relate to your goals and 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 gradually iterate through uh, making changes. So we map the brain, do neurofeedback a few times a week, map the brain, and then rinse and repeat, and sort of help people shepherd through different changes, and of course help them observe, you know, how their brains exist and and what's happening. Anyways, a lot of the the thing that adds value is even before we do any neurofeedback or changing. The brain is we just help people demystify their brain. Like in our age group, you know, 40s and 50s, people will often you look at someone's brain at rest. And as I mentioned earlier, speeds, amounts, and connectivity patterns yeah. are phenomena we look at compared to the average age match sample. So if I looked at your alpha waves and they were running a couple of standard deviations slower, maybe one slower than average or spreading out across your brain, alpha here is the is the idle of the car, it's the idle speed, if you will. Mm-hmm. And different parts of the brain have to idle together or they have trouble communicating. So if the alpha is spreading out and slowing down across the brain, uh, people who are in their mid years experience an awful lot of increased word finding and tip of the tongue phenomena and delayed recall kind of stuff. And if it's bad, it goes along with things like brain fog and a motivation states too. Where you get a little yeah. burnt out because it's hard to drive. You're like, oh, why is my car so hard to drive? Oh, 
<sighs> you know, you learn to like grind down a little bit in the gas. And then when you're done, you just, you know, kind of grind to a halt sometimes. So there's some of that going on. And if you show someone their alpha and I say, Hey, your alpha is a bit slow. Are you experiencing lots of word finding issues and delayed recalling? Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, most of the time. That's everybody anyways. Though. Right. Well, well in our forties and fifties, it can happen, especially yeah. with sleep issues, but people are often very concerned that it's dementia or the start of something the start of aging oh, yeah. stuff, right? Absolutely. I mean, they're often concerned about that, you know, and 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 they they express that concern. It's almost never that, by the way. In your 40s and 50s, it's it's not impossible to get Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, other forms of dementia, et cetera. But it's sort of exceptionally unlikely if you're metabolically healthy, unless you have familial, very rare forms. Like there is a, a genetic form of Alzheimer's, the presenilin gene makes you much more likely. But everyone in your family gets Alzheimer's in their 40s at that point, and you know it. So it's not a surprise. Um, most people who remain metabolically healthy won't trend towards the cognitive aging stuff because that really is sort of a metabolically driven phenomenon of getting oxidative stress, insulin resistance, damaged tissue, and uh, change plasticity features in the brain. So good news. I'm in an advantage over you as a, as a body, as a, as a more uh, physically focused trainer, the mm -hmm. brain changes much more easily than the body does. I can get you executive function way faster than abs. Yeah. Oh, way God, that's, that'll faster. Take six months. You can do it in six days. <laughs> well, I can do it in about three or four months. Yeah. You know, um, someone who's like, you know, 25% body fat, you could really do it non-aggressively in six months. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, without doing anything crazy. Um, even if you're 40 or 50, yeah. uh, and if you're 20, now you can do it in two weeks, but yeah, the apps, but, but <laughs> just, you know, um, that's more about testosterone than much else. Right. In theory. Yeah. Uh, but, but for, for neurofeedback, we make about a standard deviation of change on the bell curve in executive function every other month of neurofeedback, every 20 or 25 sessions. So okay. this really is a personal training metaphor where you iterate, you elicit subjective effect, you guide the workout based on that effect rinse and repeat, and then go back and do the assessments again. Perfect. So it's so, very similar to that model. Brain mapping, then you get your plan, and then it's the neurofeedback, it's the testing, then you do your test to see where you're at. Yep, so uh, so there's the QEG or the brain mapping, and that's the assessment, and then there's neurofeedback, which is the ongoing brain training, training. and you do that three times a week for about half an hour. Okay. And you feel it about two or three sessions in. Wow. You know, kind of like working out, you're like, huh, Huh. I feel pretty Wait good. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting coffee. I got some balance. <laughs> I feel a spring in my step. Huh. This working out stuff might be working like four sessions in, you know, you're like, wait a minute. My body feels like it's adjusting. And, yeah. and your brain does that here. Your sleep changes. Your focus might be a little bit different for a couple hours after a session. Calmness creeps in and you go, I, I might've felt something. Oh yeah. What was that? I don't know. Maybe not. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, but I might that's have, why you I, do the you know, testing, so you capture these things. Well, you, all, you also elicit subjective effects. So okay. at two, three sessions in, you create an effect on sleep or stress or attention or all of those things. And the client's always telling us how they're feeling, so we can adjust the next workout. One of the differences here, again, between physical and, and, and uh, involuntary central nervous system working out is that you can't make it not happen. It's involuntary exercise. You stick wires to your head, like like for um, executive function, a lot of executive function is a feature of um, the amount of beta you can make relative to theta. Can you keep them well coupled, the gas versus the, the sloppy brakes, if you will. Mm -hmm. There's a circuit on the right-hand side involved with knowing if you're paying attention, basically. Uh, 
And if you stick a wire there, plus some ear clips on and measure your beta waves and your theta waves, the computer's gonna watch that. And whenever your brain happens to make a little more beta and a bit less theta in that circuit, the software goes, oh, good job, brain. It makes the game start to move on the screen. Yeah. The brain's like, stuff, I like stuff. And then it <laughs> moves in the wrong direction and the stuff slows down and it goes, huh. And then it happens randomly a couple seconds later to move in the right direction again. And the stuff resumes. Brain's like, wow, stuff. And then the big trick here is removing the goalposts. So this is operant conditioning, iterative yeah. adjustment shaping, basically. So Skinner's pigeons, not Pavlov's dog. I promise you won't drool. Um, <laughs> I was, but... was going to ask, uh, besides mm. like, um, you know, testing for stuff like Alzheimer's and OCD and like, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And then other just general curiosity, someone wants to map their brain yeah what's going on what other applications like for the normal i shouldn't say normal but the you know, at least yeah, my sure. at least my audience you know the the fitness yeah. world everyone wants to be on you know get on the the best edge they can and yep. you know i heard you talk about sleeping that's huge in my world you know you have to have good sleep to recover but what what other things are people kind of looking for on 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 that side well, 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 not just identifying like metrics, like, you know, if I did a lipid panel on you and you were like, okay, HDL's fine, LDL's fine. Ooh, triglycerides are high. You'd yeah. back off on the carbs for a few weeks, two months, and then go back and test to make sure you dialed in the body's yeah. response to carbohydrate load or something. You'd have a, you'd have a plan. In, in this case, this is a little different because you aren't looking at flags that we necessarily understand super well as tied to individual complaints. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're actually looking below the level of the complaint at the resource in the brain itself and learning how to recognize how it, it's, it's based on how you feel. It, it's, it's related to how you feel. So yeah. um, what that means practically is you'll find one thing that might impact two or three things about what you care about. So I mentioned earlier the alpha speed. Mm -hmm. You'll see now you see the alpha speed and the delta speed. Delta is rest and repair brain waves. You make it all the time. Heart and lungs are moving, cells doing their cell metabolism thing. But when you're deeply asleep, you're making lots of delta, deep slow wave or delta wave sleep, dreamless sleep. You need that for growth hormone relief, uh, re release for uh short into long-term memory consolidation, for a few other things. So this delta mode and the alpha mode will track each other because alpha is the idle and delta is the rest, essentially. Okay. So they have to, have to work together. So if I looked at your alpha and delta speeds, I could tell a few things all at once. If the alpha was sluggish, A, word finding, and B, maybe A, motivation stuff, drive. Okay, and, that's huge. You know, huge. But then looking at your delta, I could tell you why, or at least plausibly why. If your delta is around zero, around typical in the bell curve, probably not a concussion or a sleep issue. It's something else causing this alpha to drag down. Maybe it's more mood, maybe it's more stress. Let's go look for those things. But if the delta is not close to zero or close to typical in speed, if it's if you're sleep deprived, you're not getting enough delta at night, mm -hmm. it starts to climb in speed and gets up to about one or one and a half for an adult, basically, on the stand, on the bell curve. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And 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 that's like the the phenomena of, you know, normally you have a 20-person cleaning crew that comes in and sparkles your office mm -hmm. and you walk in the morning and there's fresh coffee and water, the floors are shiny. Well, your cleaning crew is now 10 people and they're still there at 1130 rushing around spilling trash on you as you try to get work done. <laughs> there we you go. know, it's, it's rushy, but like poorly rested kind of tired phenomena internally. You feel it, but you don't think in Delta, you just kind of live in it. So you, you feel too much of it and you're like, ah, and you're kind of sloppy and, and tired. So 
if your Delta was fast, I would say you're not getting enough deep sleep is my guess. Pro grab an aura, grab a whoop, dig into it. Here's three habits. Let's really dial that in because this isn't the way, probably. Or have you had a concussion? Is this is this inflammatory? Have you, been, have you had COVID? Because sleep depth, COVID, mold, Lyme, chemo, and chronic anxiety causing sleep ma sleep maintenance anxiety all look like brain fog. They look very, very similar at this level. Oh, wow. So I can't tell you if it's from an old concussion you had 20 years ago or COVID you had last year or the chemotherapy you had. It also doesn't really matter. Unless something's the same keeping... steps to probably- Exactly. Too. Yeah. Unless something's keeping it going. If you go back and sleep in the same moldy house all the time, it may be hard to then move that wrong. phenomena. But barring that, the brain loves to change. So you can push it around and you don't have to know the cause. Uh -huh. So that's what that's how it decouples from the metaphor of like a like a lipid panel because you don't because we understand lipids pretty well. We kind of know the phenomena. It's a phenomenological space in the brain. So we're saying, okay, so the deltas and alphas, alpha runs slow, word finding, motivation stuff, delta running fast, sleep depth, but delta running slow, negative numbers, means your brain's given up trying to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so now you're half awake all night long, white knuckling the world, aware of everything, easily woken up, never actually all the way asleep, bouncing off of deep sleep a little bit. Your sleep tracker won't know that. It'll think you're in deep sleep. It's a very light deep sleep. Yeah. You feel crappy in the morning, a lot of sleep inertia first thing in the morning, and you're half asleep all day long because you didn't go to sleep last night all the yeah. time. And that that'll, negative. Show. that'll show in the mapping. Right. Dr. Hill, uh, so if any... Especially since you uh, just gave my audience a little discount too. If anyone that's right, that's right. Brain mapping. What's the best way of getting in contact with you? Website, social media. How do sure, they more about sure. Um, we'll we'll get you a landing page link uh, for the show. Uh, okay. uh, Austin can can our, our marketing guy can build you one, so you can skip that out if you want. But um, we have offices, as I was saying, in in Orange County, California, and L.A. California, as well as St. Louis and New York City. Folks can, of course, go there, or we can do remote programs. And that same discount of 250 off the initial package would still apply. Um, Peak Brain Institute is our main website, uh, .com. And all of our socials are Peak Brain LA, because that was our first big office. Uh, so check us out, Peak Brain Institute, Peak Brain LA, and uh, tell us what you need. Tell us how your brain's working. Uh, come join our mindfulness groups online or in person if you want. The, the larger offices have in-person mindfulness uh, yeah. weekly as well. And, so. uh, and also your podcast as well, right? You're going to be, that's right. Head that. first with Dr. Hill. We have some new episodes rolling out. So check that out on the places you listen to podcasts and, uh, let me know if you have questions on that or can suggest guests. I'll take them. Absolutely. Um, and all my, my audience knows I always put all those links after this, I'll put it all in the description, you know, whatever platform it's on. So it's just clickable links to make it easy for everyone. Oh, great. Um, but yeah, uh, Dr. L, I just want to thank you so much for jumping on my show and uh, giving our over 40 audience some, uh, you know, some information. And it's a population that's near and dear to my heart. You know, yeah, I, me too I, now. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I turned 52 in about, uh, well, by the time this show's out, I will have just turned 52. So uh, oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm past my 40s now. So I, I remember when, I, you know. Yeah. But 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 fifties is is over forty, right? I'm still in that yeah. demographic. Fifties is new forty. That's why I say because mom's forty two, right and I'm 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 thinking I'm thirty two. So well, I mean, think about it. You know, our our grandparents, our great grandparents were a great meal deal more frail. Oh yeah, right. My mother, she, I hope she doesn't hear this; she'll kill me. But my mother's in her mid seventies, and last year she was in the Antarctic cataloging penguins. Yeah. 
she during the pandemic she barely got back into the country because she had to hike through a, a forest in vietnam and she got sick with something else and nursed herself back to health with a village a thai or vietnamese village eating like bison jerky until she was strong enough to hike to a no problem 75 year old mom just being like doo -doo 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 -doo, traveling the world very different world we live in now because we can because yeah. we have you know one both the clients, health but the info, one of my yeah. clients just took her mom to vegas to go zip lining she turned like 75 or something i'm like amazing oh god it's amazing yeah it's awesome <laughs> that's i love hearing stories like this so. yeah i i'm definitely not going to do some of the stuff that my mom has done you know like yeah. and then vice versa like i've taken motorcycles across the country a bunch of times she would never go near one but she'll like be on a little tiny boat that can barely cross the ocean over ice flows and you know think nothing of it so uh being able to have whatever you know resilience and resources we want to do that kind of stuff that's our goal i think and 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 we're getting into that compression of morbidity taking illness and pushing it back it's been the gerontology focus for 50 years is that not eliminating aging but eliminating the illness within living years so you push it all back the last couple of years with a, then have a terminal drop right at, right at the end but now except for the pandemic and, and the opioid uh, uh, crisis, both of which are shortening life expectancy a little bit, except for that, technological advances are such that if you and I can manage to avoid the big aging and, and disease stuff for 20 or 30 years, sometime in that next 20, 30 years, we'll get another healthy 20 or 30 years as a population, I bet. I think we're, yeah. right, we're right at that edge. Um, and we're already seeing some of that happening now where we're probably healthier and and uh have a better age and trajectory ahead of us than people did a hundred years ago certainly if not you know 20 so yeah anyways there's my thought about the antisenescent yeah. stuff well that's that's my job is to make sure we have bodies that can go that distance and your job is to make sure that there's something in there that's still working. In there. that's right <laughs> that, that you're enjoying it when you get there that's right that's right awesome sir nice nice talking to you today uh, yeah. i really appreciate the time thanks for being on the show yeah definitely take care cheers